0: Um, OK, we're talking with Michelle Hunnivan, the author of Search. And I thought it was interesting, Michelle. The book is about a restaurant critic and a food writer who joins a search committee at a Unitarian Universalist church a congregation. I don't know if they always want to be called a church, but Mm -hmm. you yourself are a restaurant critic or have been food writer for the L.A. Times. Coincidental. What what an amazing (laughs) coincidence.
1: Isn't it, though? Um, Well, you know, why waste years of experience when you can put them in a novel?
0: So somebody might ask, and I know this is getting off the subject of search, but we'll get right back to that. But how does one become a restaurant critic for the L.A. Times?
1: Well, I would think a lot of you would
0: say, "Ooh, I'd love to do that.
1: Well, it's funny. I was working freelance for a now defunct magazine called California Magazine. Uh, And I was writing long form journalism for them. I wrote a long piece about the urban coyote, another long piece about the Stanford band, things that required, you know, a lot of reporting and some travel. And I kept looking over at the at the food critic, at the restaurant critic, because he just go out to eat. And then, you know, write about it. And also, I'd worked in restaurants since college, you know, to support myself. And I was a big cook and I was very interested in food. So I just kept bugging my editor and bugging my editor to let me uh, try my hand at restaurant reviewing. Eventually, the California restaurant critic got a job with the L.A. Times. Ruth Reichel was there at the time and she was expanding the restaurant coverage. And she had it. She uh, hired him, so that left an opening. And I badgered my um, my editor into letting me try. And I wrote four or five restaurant reviews. And then I was offered a job at the L.A. Times as well to review in the San Fernando Valley. So that's how I became uh, a restaurant critic for the L.A. Times.
0: Now, in your book, we're talking with Michelle Hunoven. About her new book, Search, and and you, if you, you might know that name because she's had other books: Round Rock, James Lund, uh, Blame, and Off Course. Uh, this book, what what do you what do you make of this? But how do you give somebody a little description on this book? I, I gave the rundown of, the food critic joins a search committee, but that's kind of a neat uh, setup, isn't it? Because the search committee gets to look at all these different people, and I'm assuming there's a wide variety of people here.
1: Yes there's a wide variety of people on the search committee and then they there's a wide variety of people who are interested in the job of being uh the new senior minister of their church so and the
0: unit, unitarian universalist are you yourself familiar with that
1: yes i'm a unitarian universalist
0: it's it's a i always find that a very cool if that's not a uh overly simplistic term for that for that particular denomination because there always seem to be interesting people intelligent people the the few you know the, the folks that I know in this area that are part of that church and and i I would assume that's the way it is um what do you, what do you mean how did you come to that? How did you find them
1: Well, my parents found them my mom was born jewish uh non practicing my father was uh Protestant of some york. They didn't go to that many churches, but they sort of bounced between the Methodists and the Lutherans. Uh, and he was basically an atheist. And my mom believed that religion was just something that got you into trouble. Uh, <laughs> so they eventually uh, wanted to give us some uh religious education. So they took us to the local Unitarian church and So we always identified as Unitarian Universalists, although we weren't uh, very avid congregants. But in my 30s, I went back to church, which was um, just a wonderful thing. I went to a big UU church here in Pasadena, and it was very meaningful for me at that time in my life. It sort of uh, finished me as an adult, in a funny way. Very good. Yeah, very
0: good. And a great springboard for your novel. Uh, because it gives you sort of insight into some of these folks or how do you look Mm -hmm. at that
1: well um I think there there are several things this is my second church novel and my first church novel um is James Land it was the second novel that I wrote I actually at one point I'd been trying to write a novel for years trying to write trying to write and it just was getting way too painful. So I decided uh, I'm not gonna be a novelist anymore. I'm gonna find something else to do. And I was going to church at the time and our minister then was this very uh, literary, funny, spiritual, knowledgeable polymath, You know, who just knew about a lot of different things. Very good minister, very smart, very funny. And I thought, I'd like to, you know, try to do what he does. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I found him so uh, interesting and, and his gifts so wide ranging and ministry seemed to be a good way to express a lot of different interests. And I loved the sermon form. So I actually went to seminary for a couple of years. So I got very deep into uh, religious studies and, and Unitarian Universalism. But while I was in seminary, I figured out how to write my first novel. I figured out what I'd been doing wrong. So after two years in seminary, I just I finished the school year and I just started writing and writing and writing. And I actually never finished seminary, but I did finish my first novel and then my second one. And so, uh, as I said, this is my my second church novel. And really, I got so much of the material out of my own life. Uh, I got to add a little dash of wish fulfillment to it. For example, uh, the narrator who is a restaurant critic like I was and who had gone to seminary like I did, um, she gets to have two donkeys, mini- miniature donkeys. I've always wanted miniature donkeys and my husband keeps putting the kibosh on it. So <laughs> my character gets two miniature donkeys. Um, she gets a staff job at the Times. So I never got a staff job. I was always freelance, so I got to make her a luckier me. She has uh, she doesn't write novels. She writes memoirs with recipes. So she's a little different from me too.
0: When when you said uh, the seminary was a good, uh, well, good experience overall, anyway, but but where you kind of learn to write. What what you said you learned what you were doing wrong. What were you doing wrong?
1: Well, I was starting my novel in the wrong place. I was starting it in Media Rest, you know, in the middle, where they say, don't start at the beginning, start in the middle of the action. And so I kept starting it. I had three main characters, but then I would have to explain who one character was, and then who the other character was, and who the third character was and kind of give their backstories and i would just end up with this big snarl of backstory and so i was sitting in backgrounds of contemporary theology and all of a sudden it occurred to me why don't you start at the beginning when they start meeting each other (laughs) and walk us into the novel and the the thing that's so funny now, if you open that book, Round Rock, to the exact middle, the exact page, that's the page that I was always starting on.
0: Oh, that's which 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 novel was that,
1: James? This, Lund? this is this what? is Round Rock. This is Round Rock. My very first novel. Round yeah. Rock. OK. Yeah. Very yeah. first novel. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
0: we'll, we'll have people running to the libraries or bookstores to do just <laughs> that
1: now. But yeah.
0: Now the new one, Michelle Hanivan is the uh, author of Search. Um, this this uh, d- have you been on a search committee? Is this is this also borrowed from uh, your your own experience?
1: Well, I was on a little search committee for an assistant minister, which is just a one to three year appointment. So it's not a big serious year long search. It's more like a hmm. a semi serious month long search. Uh, but it was enough to kind of whet my appetite because uh, I was really interested in how people applied for the job, which was through this thing called a ministerial record, they had to, um, it's, it's like an enhanced resume, but they had to write these things about themselves, like, uh, what's a mistake you've made in ministry? And what did you do to make it right? Or uh, what's your call story? how did you become a minister? And so the people would write these little narratives and, you know, being a novelist, uh, when I would get around a narrative, I I would start to quiver, you know, here's an idea maybe. So, uh, and then when it came time to select somebody, we all agreed on one person, uh, but then a little bird told us that we had to uh, check this person out a little bit more deeply. And we went back to Uh, neutral references. And it turned out we in fact could not hire this person. There were some things that were questionable. And that seemed like detective work to me and also very much like a novel. So Mm -hmm. I was intrigued by uh, what happens on a big search committee. But the problem is, is that they're highly confidential affairs. And I could never get anybody to tell me any real specifics about what happened on any search committee, people would say, "Oh well, yes, we argued," or "Oh well, um, <laughs> you know, there was a conflict between uh, the music people and the worship committee people." But they would never, you know, tell me what that conflict was. So I just had to make it all up, which was a lot of fun. Right.
0: Well, there you go. Yeah. Well,
1: that,
0: that's the the nature of the beast there. Michelle Hunnivan is our our guest here talking about her new book search that kind of calls on some of her own experiences and, uh, you know, as it probably always will. Now, Michelle, what, what's your next project? Have you got that one figured out yet, or is that still a work in, uh, in, in your deep in your mind there?
1: No, I've started, but I haven't really had the time to really dig in. Um, It's based on, a eugenicist who used to live on my property here in Altadena named um, Paul Papineau. And he, he started out as kind of a plant explorer. His father was a nurseryman and uh, he went from bringing dates to California. His father was a man who first brought dates to California. Um,
0: Really? wow! Yes. That really took uh, off.
1: That took off. His father also brought the Fuerte avocado to California and the Fuerte tree that was on my property, tree number 19, 99% of all Fuerte avocados came from that tree. Um, really? He was, wow. Yeah, that was the father. That was Frederick Papano. But the son, Paul, uh, went to Stanford and got to know uh, the... Uh, uh, the president there, uh, David Starr Jordan. And this was when all these progressives were very interested in eugenics and perfecting the human race. And Paul Papineau wrote a textbook that was used in colleges called the Textbook of Eugenics. And it was read by the Nazis. But eugenics, of Uh-oh. course, fell out of, yeah, they, eugenics fell out of favor when the Nazis um, actually put it into practice. And uh yeah, they started so then, working on it. Yeah, they yeah. started working on it. And so Paul Papineau kind of changed gears, and he is the man who invented marriage counseling. He opened the first marriage counting uh, the marriage counseling uh, clinic in Hollywood, and he is also the co-author really? of the longest, longest running magazine column, Can This Marriage Be Saved? Wow. Do you remember i would that think column? that would
0: be i you know it's it's vaguely familiar i don't know that i i've ever read it but mm-hmm. um that's it sounds fascinating how long is it i mean how long lasting uh, you say the longest running
1: oh yeah the longest running i think it ran for like 40 years or something it might wow. still be running if ladies wow. home journal it was in ladies home journal and of course probably 99, if not 100% of them could be saved.
0: Really? Okay. Well, that's good. That's, that's, that's a nice note. Um, One last thing. Uh, We're talking with Michelle Hunnevin about uh, her new novel search. Uh, Did this one come easily? Because you mentioned, you know, you, you wrestled with your first one and you found the formula. How about now that you're, you're experienced novelist now.
1: This one was the hardest of all. Really? It was the the hardest of all, yeah. Um, Probably because it really is, even though I kind of used myself and used details of my life in it, I had eight search committee members, um, seven of whom I didn't know. I didn't base them on anybody. And then I had, I don't know, 12 applicants that I had to kind of fully flesh out Uh, so there Mm -hmm. were a lot of characters and i have to say there was some work involved in making a book about a committee fun and fast-paced and um interesting
0: yeah that doesn't get bogged down with as you said backstory i think at one time yeah yeah
1: yeah i just wanted to make it a you know uh, a good propulsive read and uh it it took me a while it took me a while to make uh, one it last past. thing
0: Michelle. well that's good michelle one last thing um i read in the press release about you move back to your childhood home in california mm-hmm. there you mentioned the town what was that again where you live
1: altadena california
0: and, and where is that for folks that don't know their California geography?
1: It's just north of Pasadena. It's about 13 miles from downtown L.A. It's in the foothills. It's a um, it's a kind of a rustic town for being a suburb. We don't have very many sidewalks and there's a, a big equestrian presence. Lots of people historically have had horses. There's hiking nearby. Um I like to say it's full of artists and sore heads.
0: (laughs) Okay. Well, I am only looking forward to your next uh, book that will either draw in uh, Altadena, Altadena, or, uh, you know, all those, all those wonderful things you mentioned dates and things of that sort, but right now let's, let's salute search your present book and the best of luck to that, Michelle.
1: Thank you so much. I really appreciate it, Steve.
0: Oh. <laughs> okay. Talk to you later. And and okay. I mean later because I want to hear about the next one.
1: <laughs> okay. Thank you. Take care. Bye bye, you too. Sure.